Welcome to episode 19 of the Icario podcast. The topic today is procrastination. And this is a topic that we have talked about before on the podcast. And also, if you've been to our website, you know that this is something we've addressed in various forms. We've talked about overcoming procrastination, about the importance of becoming an implementer, the problems of constantly being distracted. And also, you've maybe heard us talk about the human zoo, so the problems caused by the environment that we find ourselves in, and procrastination is among those problems. Procrastination is a recurring topic at Ikario because it's something so many people struggle with, and it's really too many. Like, it's not normal. In our society, in our culture, it's normal that people have so much resistance against things, that people spend so much time avoiding things, and that we're stuck in this situation where we, we constantly reach for distraction, we constantly reach for stimulation and things in order to not engage with the work or the study or whatever it is that we're avoiding. But in the end, if we actually overcome procrastination, if we actually do those other things that we're usually avoiding, that is much more meaningful, much more enriching and moves us forward. This is something that's happening to far too great a degree in our culture. It is far too common. And it's one of the problems that we need to solve if we want to live a good life. So procrastination is super common and it is a huge problem because it is not only a waste of time, it is a waste of life. And what we're talking about in this episode is, well, we're having a look at the other extreme, if you will. Because we can consider, okay, what's normal in our culture is people are constantly procrastinating on all kinds of stuff. Is it possible to not procrastinate at all? Can you actually totally eliminate procrastination? And if so, what would that look like? And that is the conversation that we're having today. As usual, you can go to our website to get show notes with a quick summary of the episode and links to any resources we talk about. The show notes for this episode are at ikario.com forward slash 019 for episode 19. And with that, let's get into it. Welcome to the Ikario podcast, where we help you break free from the human zoo, unleash your true potential and become a force to be reckoned with, with your hosts, Ollie and Shane. And today we're going to talk about procrastination. So we have this mini course you can sign up for, which basically says, you know, take this course to never procrastinate again, which is a bold claim, right? And I, I wanted to talk about that a bit because obviously, well, procrastination is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's also tied to what we talked about in the last episode, right? You're not an implementer because you're sitting there procrastinating instead of doing the thing that you meant to do. And yeah, so the idea of you could learn how to never procrastinate again probably sounds too good to be true to a lot of people. And I wanted to address that. And yeah, just let's have a conversation about what that's actually like. And and basically, you know, you're relatively new to this, right? We haven't worked together for, for that long yet. And so I thought you could maybe essentially interview me about this because this whole um, productivity scale is something that I've been working on for a very long time. And I think I can claim without exaggeration that I'm someone who doesn't procrastinate. But also that might, like the reality of that might look different than, than some people imagine. So yeah, so let's have a conversation about it. What does, is that possible? And what does that actually look like? Yeah, 
All right. Well, obviously piqued my curiosity when you said never procrastinate again because I, I still, it might come as a shock, I still procrastinate sometimes. Mm. Uh, YouTube, YouTube, a bit of YouTube. I mean, I, I downloaded this Chrome extension that basically just removes most of what YouTube does. Mm. Like it removes the recommendations. It re- removes this sort of sidebar. Mm. Um, I think it's DF Tube or something. It's not a porn site. <laughs> DF Tube, it's like, um, it's yeah, it's distraction-free tube, basically. I'll link that in the show notes. But I do still procrastinate. Yeah. Uh, since working with you, I can focus on a task and complete it pretty damn well compared to what I used to, but I still procrastinate. So when you say you never procrastinate again, is that marketing bollocks or is it actually a felt, a real lived thing? You actually don't procrastinate anymore. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, it is it is absolutely possible. And that's, that's where I find myself is that I don't procrastinate. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it is the, the things that we cover in this mini course, they are enough, you know, it's basically, obviously because of it, the nature of it, right? It's supposed to be as compact and short as possible. And we're talking to people who struggle with procrastination. So the first thing we have to do is how do we get them to not procrastinate on this? So it's tricky. And obviously it's not a silver bullet. It's not like the moment you sign up for this, you will never procrastinate again. But the things you learn in this course are enough to to help you solve this problem. And it can be, the important thing is it can be fully solved. So the this this feeling of procrastination where you are stuck in inaction and you, you keep distracting yourself from the thing you actually want to be doing, and it can be quite torturous. I think it's important to realize that this is fully resolvable. And it's in the sense that you can, it's not that you have to like live with this and constantly, you know, do the, the hard fight of overcoming it. That is solving procrastination is not developing like some immense willpower with which you muscle your way through this um, resistance all the time. And so, and I think that's, that's also, so the, the thing that can be solved and the claim of never procrastinate again is, is that emotional experience of, of being stuck when you don't want to be and feeling unable to get through it, that can be solved. You can eliminate that from your, from your life. And now you mentioned YouTube. And I also want to mention about this, like it doesn't mean that you're never going to watch YouTube again. You know, it doesn't mean that you are just always going to be motoring away at full speed. Yeah, well, I think that's important then to to clarify exactly what you mean by procrastination then. Yeah. Because a lot of people may get a bit confused as to what that actually means. Like, oh, I watch YouTube tonight. I'm, 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 I could have been doing something else. Right. Therefore, I'm procrastinating. It's like, well, yeah, you can say that about any moment, any activity. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you could be doing something extremely healthy 24-7. Yeah. But, you know, so so it, it might be helpful then to define it. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about the the always in the zone fallacy, which is, is closely connected to this. And the always in the zone fallacy is a is a picture that is often painted of a highly successful person where you imagine or you maybe see a montage or something of, you know, the successful entrepreneur's daily routine. And it's something like I get up at five in the morning and then just from that moment on, I'm just in the zone the entire time, nonstop, right? From from five in the morning when I get up and, you know, I go to the gym and I meditate and I take a cold shower and then and then I'm working. 
and I'm just working with full focus the entire time, the entire rest of the day. I'm just basically going at 100 miles an hour until at night I go to bed. And then I repeat that over and over again. That's my life and that's why I'm successful. That's a story that I'm exaggerating a little bit, but some version of that story is often told in our culture, right? We come across this often. And obviously there's also lots of people who want you to believe that they're rich and successful who will portray themselves as this. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you're not, it's, it's, you may not be exaggerating because there are plenty of videos out there about this. Uh, guru, guru morning routines. Yeah. There's one that's just absolutely hilarious where the guy basically spends most of his day preparing for his day. <laughs> yeah. And then by, by the time, and he doesn't actually do any work in his entire day. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, he just talks to you about the cool things about his day. He never does any work. He just like scrolls on Instagram for a bit. And then by the time it's done, his, his morning routine's done, he's preparing his evening routine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So there's yeah. So we have we have weird ideas and weird stories about how um, about what a successful person's day looks like, and I also want to say to this that maybe there are people who live like that. Like maybe there are people who really are just twenty four seven always switched on. They never miss a beat. But I can tell you two things. First of all, I am not that person. I'm not like that, and ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the humans are not like that. And striving to be like that, I don't think leads anywhere for most people, right? So unless you're, I don't know what circumstances will create someone who does that. But, you know, I don't know, maybe if Elon Musk says he does that or Jocko Willing says he does that, maybe I believe them, you know. But I don't, I think that there's some, we're looking at some extreme, uh, something extremely, an extreme outlier here. And what's important to realize is you do not have to be like that to be successful. You can be wildly successful and and without having to be switched on all the time and work that much. And so, yeah, so so that's the always in the zone fallacy. The idea that the way to succeed is you have to kind of spring out of bed in the morning and then just be in the zone the entire time. And, you know, you never play a video game. You never watch YouTube. You never do because you're always working or working out or meditating, you know? So... That is, so that's not what my life looks like. And that's not what I mean by never procrastinate. So procrastination is when you, when you set out a plan and you say, okay, I want to be working, I don't know, on my business. And I want, I want to be working on my business now. Now is the time in the, in the day where, you know, this is what yesterday I imagined now I would be working. This is where I have the time to work and you know, the capability to work, but I'm not. So, and this can take many forms. Maybe in my calendar, I wrote down, okay, here's when I'm going to sit down and write, but then I don't when that time rolls around, you know, or you know, whatever it is that you want to do, right? Where you say, I, I want to take these actions in order to move myself towards my goals. But when the time and the opportunity comes to do these things, you don't. And you don't for emotional reasons. So there's no rational reason, really. I mean, you, you might rationalize it to yourself. You might say, oh, but I have to do this first or I have to clean my desk first or have to whatever. But really, if you if you took a step back and looked at it, you said, yes, you know, during these four hours of the day, I could have done the work that I told myself I would do and that I planned to do and that I know doing would lead me to my result. And that's procrastination right? For emotional reasons, not doing the thing when you would have been perfectly capable of doing it. And that can be eliminated. So 
to to make this practical, you can not procrastinating means that you can plan. I'm going to do these things, and you do them. You start working on them, and you get them done if you work effectively. Although that's actually separate from procrastination. Maybe you don't get them done, right? Maybe you're not very effective, but you start working hmm. uh, when you when you intended to, and and then you know maybe you do that for a few hours, and then you say I'm going to play a video game now. But that's not procrastinating, you know, because you're not you're not playing the video game to avoid doing the thing that you were supposed to do. You're playing a video game because you already did the thing you were supposed to do and now you're doing something else. Okay, that makes sense. That's 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 pretty clear. It's that are you playing video games, watching YouTube? It's 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 more like what's the intention here? Is the intention to distract you from the thing that you are actually afraid of doing? Mm-hmm. And that's procrastination. Whereas if you're playing a video game in the evening after you've maybe done a bunch of stuff that you said you were going to do, that's no longer procrastination. Yeah. And one way to think of this is you can think of, well, if you take a step back and you look at your past week, for example, how do you feel about that in terms of how in line is your day-to-day experience with your values and your goals? And if, you, if you're looking at that and you're saying to yourself, well, what I wanted to do is... I wanted to spend some time studying. I wanted to spend some time working out. I wanted to spend some time with friends, but I ended up spending the entire time playing video games and scrolling through social media. That's a problem because your behavior is not in line with your actions. And if you if you realize that problem and you want to change, but then again, you keep doing the same thing, that's procrastination. But if you say that, yeah, I wanted to do these different things and I did all of these things, even if I didn't do them like perfectly you know, because that's another thing, like life gets in the way, right? So maybe I wanted to work or study four hours a day, but it ended up being only three hours in some days. Again, that's that's not a procrastination problem. That's probably a different problem. It is when you kind of don't even start doing the stuff and the way your your life unfolds is just completely at odds with your goals. That's a procrastination problem. And of course, you might have the desire to to work like a machine, you know, you, maybe you bought into the hustle culture idea and you want to, um, yeah, you want to be working all the time and do nothing else. Where if you if you start doing it and then you run out of steam, that's not a procrastination problem. But if you don't even start, that's a procrastination problem. That makes sense. So procrastination is more, you don't even start. Yeah, usually, or, well, you don't start on the thing that matters. Because a lot of people procrastinate by doing something else. And there are obvious forms of procrastination, like I'm playing a video game instead of working. But there are other forms of procrastination, like I'm planning yeah. to work instead of working, or I'm working on this unimportant thing instead of the thing that matters, right? That's also a form of procrastination. When again, when you look back at a week or a month, you can say, well, I was doing all these activities, but really I can clearly see I wasn't doing the stuff that matters. I wasn't doing the stuff that I meant to do, and I wasn't doing the stuff that moves me towards my goals. Okay. So why, probably a loaded question, but why do people procrastinate? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tricky question because there's loads of reasons for that. There's loads of reasons. And I think one of them is fear. You know, there's, there's something you're afraid of. And I think this is especially true for ambitious goals. And in some ways, in some cases, also for creative work. So this is... Um, an issue you can have, for example, is that you you have the goal of doing something ambitious and you would rather 
remain in this area of uncertainty where you can fantasize about if I did this, I would succeed and it would be great. But the moment you actually start, you might prove yourself wrong. You might discover that, or that's what you're afraid of, you might discover that you're not capable of doing this thing, right? So it is nice to sit here and imagine that, yes, I'm going to be this you know, uh, startup entrepreneur. I'm going to build the next killer app. I'm going to make so much money. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so cool to be one of these entrepreneur guys. But if I actually start working on a business, I might find that this is not working. It's too complicated. It's too difficult. Nobody wants to buy my thing. I don't even know how to make a thing. Mm -hmm. And so that busts the bubble of dreaming about being the entrepreneur guy. Yeah. And so that is one way in which fear can be uh, the cause of, of this problem. And another way in which it can be the, or a similar problem actually is for creative work where you're basically afraid you would you would rather be seen as lazy than as incompetent, you know? Where it's like, well, if I applied myself, I could definitely do the thing. Um, and you can imagine that I have this, I have this in me, you know? I have this, there's something in me that if I really applied myself, I could make an amazing thing. Mm. But if I actually sit down and try to make it, then I might, you know, be seen as incompetent by myself or by others. I would rather have other people think, you know, he's a, he's kind of a genius, but he's lazy. That's much more comfortable with like, oh, that's uh, that kind of sucked, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So fear can be one. It can also just be a really uh, poorly designed set of habits. So that most human behavior is habit habitual, right? And so you might just have, um, yeah, a, a set of habits that where you you're constantly cueing yourself into a, a different habit. And it's kind of just a, a matter of, you know, designing your environment, designing your behavior in a way that you cue yourself into the stuff that matters, you know? And another thing can also be basically just a matter of friction. So and this is why procrastination is so much easier now than it used to be, I think, uh, because we have so much technology essentially that gives us frictionless experiences, like frictionless feedback of some kind, where Almost always when I when I try to do something or when I'm procrastinating on something, there's some amount of friction. You know, there's some difficulty, whether that's emotional difficulty or mental difficulty, right? It requires focus and concentration. There's something that is just not entirely easy about doing that. And we can easily fall into procrastination by distraction because there's always something that's just quicker, easier, more frictionless that can give me something, you know? So then it, it can just be um, the difficulty of getting through that resistance of, okay, I'm going to have to sit down and start doing this thing. And it's less stimulating. It's less interesting than scrolling through social media or, or clicking on another video or something like that. And that can be a cause. But also, I mean, look, there's entire books written about this, right? It's, it's, a, it's a fairly complex, uh, or it can be a fairly complex problem. Yeah. Countless potential reasons. And... Procrastination to me seems like a form of self-sabotage, you know, and self-sabotage comes up a few times. I'll give, I'll give an example. So when I was a fitness coach, I had a client who kind of knew what to do, just needed the accountability, but would consistently uh, binge eat. Mm. When we started to reach a point where he was like losing weight and stuff, he would then binge eat. And this kept on happening. 
um, over the course of working with him, it, it was just a consistent pattern. So eventually we had to have a conversation and just sort of do a bit of digging as to what what's kind of driving that. And it was tied to it was tied to his goal, really. What we what we uncovered is that he told himself at the start of this journey that when he loses all the weight, he will then, you know, he wanted to lose all the weight so he'd be more attractive to women, so he could have a relationship. But we discovered in the conversation that he was terrified of a relationship. Mm. Like he was petrified to the core of having a relationship. He wanted nothing to do with relationships, you know, yeah. in, in that conversation. But he also kind of wanted one as well. So it was a bit complex. But the reason why he was self-sabotaging and binge eating is because like he doesn't want to, he's scared of a relationship. So, yeah. so it's like, I would rather have the pain of being overweight and feeling undesirable than have to face the uncertainty of a relationship. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like the, it's also the, the fear behind it. And it's more comfortable to be the guy that, oh, it's too bad. I'm out of shape. That's why. Then have to confront this much more scary issue of, yeah, why am I so terrified of relationships? How am I going to make this work? And so on. So it's like picking your poison, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, in this case, he'd pick the poison of binge eating and then feeling bad about it mm -hmm. over the poison in his mind of, of the uncertainty of a relationship. Yeah. And I think this kind of, this kind of pattern can be, I don't know, I just have a sense that it can be applied to other areas. So a person's procrastinating on creating a business like mm -hmm. this, but then keeps, keep, yeah, they, they need to do all these things, but then they keep shooting themselves in the foot and never doing them and knocking themselves off track, self-sabotaging. You know, might well be, might well be the case that there's just a fear of what would come yeah. if that person was successful. I think that this reminds me of something I learned from Gabor Mate, who, um, yeah, who talks about trauma and fear and things of that nature. And he talks about this interesting question you can ask yourself where it's like you have this negative behavior and you can ask yourself, in what way does this serve me? So with the with the relationship or the, the guy losing weight example who's afraid of relationships, right? If you ask yourself, well, why do you keep doing this? Well, how does it serve you? Well, it protects you. This behavior, the self-sabotage protects you from having to confront this thing that you're really scared of. So in that way, it's working. And th I think this is one of the ways, and again, I'm going to, you know, uh, listening to this podcast, you're probably going to hear me talk about this a lot, like a broken record. It's like writing is <laughs> one of the things to do to explore this kind of stuff. So if you're procrastinating, because yeah, we talked through a bunch of examples, but like realistically, procrastination is a complex issue. And it's unlikely that I can nail exactly your problem in this podcast and tell you, here's, here's exactly why you do it and how to solve it. Um, although th that's another thing is you don't necessarily have to know why you're doing it in order to solve it. But careful, because that could be another form of procrastination. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get back to that. But what you can do is you can write about um, how you can write about your behavior. What are you doing? How are you procrastinating? And then one of the questions you can ask is in what way is this serving me? In what way is this working for me? What is this doing for me, this behavior? And uncovering that and getting clarity about that, I think is, it can be a valuable first step. But let's get to that. Let's get, because the other thing is, yet you don't have to understand the roots of your problem and, you know, have this kind of epiphany of, oh yeah, this childhood moment, you know, and this childhood moment, it, it shaped me and it gave me this fear and so on. And I finally, you know, I finally 
discovered the roots of my problem and now I'm free of it. No, no, this is not necessary. And that almost never happens because I, I, I used to do that. It's just, I, I was in therapy for a while and a lot of it was necessary, but it reached a certain point where I was, I was, I was trying to find the answer that would explain all of this mm. and would, would, and, and basically I, I was, um, it was another form of elaborate avoidance. Yeah. And I, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll find the exact moment, the exact series of moments that explain this problem. When that's done, it'll all unravel yeah. and then I'll be fixed and then life will be great and then everything will work fine and there'll be no fear. And it's like, that is, <laughs> that will never work. Yeah. You know, because even like, okay, I've, I've, I've now got an elaborate story that satisfies, you know, my rationale, my mm. rationality. It satisfies me. This story does. It makes complete sense from every angle. Okay, so now what? Are you, are you, are you going to build the business? It's like, it's scary still. It's yeah. like, well, okay, well, it's yeah. like it didn't help anything, you know? It didn't It didn't absolve me of all the fear of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's in, I don't think it's necessary. It can be useful. It can be helpful um, to a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's ex- exactly, it's not, it's not necessary. And if you want to solve procrastination, you don't have to do that. You don't have to find out exactly what you're afraid of um, or, or why you're doing it. And one way in which I experience procrastination is related to, or there's a parallel in a, in a way to meditation. So if you do mindfulness meditation, where let's say you're focusing on your breath and what happens is that, and I'm sure this is a form of meditation that probably most people have heard of, but just quick summary, right? You, you focus on your breath and what happens is that your mind produces thoughts and you get distracted by thought and you realize, oh, I'm distracted by thought, but I wanted to focus on my breath. So you bring your focus back to your breathing. And then, you know, a few moments later, once again, you're off thinking about something. Oh, wait, I wanted to focus on my breath and so on, right? And what this does is it helps you. So what happens is, and I think it's a mistake to think I'm going to do this until no more thoughts come up, right? I'm going to have total stillness of mind. I'm going to practice this until I have total stillness of mind and no more thoughts come up. Well, that's probably not going to happen. What's going to happen is that you're going to get better at recognizing thoughts appearing. And maybe in the beginning, you'll be sitting in a 10-minute meditation and seven minutes of those 10 minutes, you were just lost in thought. And eventually, you notice very quickly, oh, this is the thought, and you let it go immediately. But the thoughts still come up, right? The, the mind produces thoughts. That's just what it does. And so with procrastination, it is, here's the parallel. It's also, in my experience, it's not that the, pro- the impulse to procrastinate just completely disappears and never comes back. It, it can be vastly reduced, which is to say there are periods of time where I'm really dialed in on a project and it never even occurs to me to stop. Hmm. where you're kind of in a flow state and you just do the thing. But most of the time, and this also in, in the kind of work I do, there is often uncertainty. And the more uncertainty there is, the more likely you are to procrastinate because it's not that clear. What exactly am I supposed to do? And that's, that causes friction. And then, and then this impulse comes up, ooh, what if I did something else? <laughs> you know? yeah. And that still comes up for me. But the difference is I notice it much more quickly. And so there, there are two things, again, like the, the idea of what does it mean to never procrastinate? There are two things. One, I, I catch myself doing it more quickly. 
And two, I'm never helpless. And this is the important thing because I know how to solve procrastination. So I never go, oh, this is too bad. If only, you know, I just can't get myself to do this. No, no, I recognize, oh, wait, what I'm doing right now is procrastination. And I know how to solve that. And as a quick summary, clarity is a massive factor in this. It's not the only one, but clarity, that's usually the first intervention I go for. If I'm procrastinating on something, like nine times out of 10, it's because it's not super clear to me what the next step is. So there is some goal, there's some task, but I haven't broken it down into steps to the degree where I'm like, I know exactly what to do first to start this task. And I know that I'm capable of doing it. So it's the task is a bit, a bit too big and a bit too vague where you kind of look at it and go, I'm not sure what to do. And I'm not sure if I can do it. And that creates the impulse of procrastination. And so that's also with, you don't have to fully understand the problem because even if you're a chronic procrastinator, there are things you don't procrastinate on. For example, if you say, Hey, I'm going to play a video game. I bet you don't procrastinate on that. And why is that? Well, because you know how to do that. You know exactly the series of steps you need to take in order to start a video game and you know that you're capable of doing them. And so even if you have the habit of procrastination and the impulse of procrastination and fears and whatnot behind it, you already know out of your personal experience, if a task is small enough and clear enough, you can do it. And the same is true. So even if there's a kind of a big scary goal of, oh my God, I want to you know, build a business or I want to do some something ambitious, right? You can break that down into small enough steps where you can look at the step right ahead of you and be like, well, obviously I can do this. And so, you know, as an example, an example I like to use is, um, you know, writing content. That's something I've done a lot in my, in my online career, if you will, writing content. And even that, like writing one article, that's kind of a big vague thing. It's like, yeah, okay, I have an idea of what it needs to be in the end, but where do I start? And this causes the problem of you're sitting in front of the screen with the blinking cursor and like, oh my God, what do I do? And what you can do is with, and I think, I think most proficient writers have some version of this where you have some recipe for how you break that down into small tasks where you say, okay, I'm going to fire up notion. In my case, I'm going to create a task. I'm going to load out this template and the template is going to prompt me and say, okay, you know, what's the, what's the category of this article here, write down, you know, the, the basic idea of the article, write down 10 headline variations of this article, write down, you know, like chapters. Um, and you can start with like the outline of chapters. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about these five things, thing, number one, thing, number two, thing, number three, then I'm going to add a, a structure, everything I'm going to mention, I'm going to have, you know, a quick intro. I'm going to mention the pros. I'm going to mention the cons. I'm going to have a conclusion. And once I've built that scaffolding, it's like, now I just have to fill in some blanks, you know, instead of just being like, oh my God, I have to create an article. I have to be, well, okay, here's, I already have the, the, the topic of chapter one. And then I know that the first thing I have to do is I have to introduce this. Then the second thing I have to do, I have to list these points. It's like all of these individual steps are easy. And once you've done them all, so you, you end up with a finished article after having done a long series of easy steps, just like you arrive, you know, at the top of the hill in the distance by doing a series of easy steps, each individual step is you can do each step, right? So even the distant goal, if you break it down into just like left foot forward, right foot forward, left foot forward, that's, that's how you get there. And that is the, the basic um, principle or the, the basic technique for overcoming procrastination 
is to realize I'm procrastinating and then start breaking stuff down. So it's it's become aware of it, mm-hmm. gain clarity on it, and start start small. Yes. Okay. And also, so like we mentioned, so this is based on, we have this mini course which you can sign up for, which is called Never Procrastinate Again, I think. I think that like was that. right, yeah. And we'll link to it. We'll link to it in the show notes and all that. Um, so you can sign up for that. And what we just talked about, the breaking down, is one part of that. And there are a couple of other like components that will help you solve this problem. And anyone who knows my work knows that, knows this kind of recipe that I follow is that what I try to do is I try to take um, loads of different input from from different um, studies and also from my own experience working myself and working with people. And I try to pack loads and loads of effective interventions into a very simple system. So yes, it's only four videos. It's a relatively simple series of steps, but it's just like very densely packed with stuff that is proven to help people overcome procrastination. Um, And we're not gonna, you know, there's no point in us like elaborating through all of it here, Mm -hmm. but that's basically what you're getting, right? We've tried to make like the most distilled version of everything that works to beat procrastination in a very short series of videos. So that even if you're a terrible procrastinator, you can still get through that, you know? Um, and yeah, that's you're going to learn the tools that can put you into this position where, like I said, it's not like you're gonna only work for the rest of your life and it's not like you're never gonna feel the impulse to procrastinate, but you're gonna notice when you're doing it and you'll never feel helpless. You'll never feel like this is a problem I can't solve. You'll be like, oh, this is procrastination. I know how to fix this. And in the broader, in, in the broader context of unleashing your true potential, breaking free from the human zoom and um, becoming a force to be reckoned with. In the broader context of this, and this is something that I've only recently in my life through, through what you've been saying, Shane, is like come to realize is essential for breaking free and stuff, is, is, not, is overcoming the procrastination problem. When we signed up, all those people to focus on action live. We jumped on calls with some of them and we spoke to some of them and whatnot. And this, it seems that this procrastination problem, it causes, it causes so much pain because a person can visualize in their mind's eye very clearly what they want their life to look like or, what, or at the very least what they're desperately trying to escape from. But procrastination just seems to be this thing that will, it will just it will just kill the dreams in the crib. Yeah. The things that you want to do, the things that you want to change, it will just be this pattern that just grinds everything to a halt. And the, the self-consciousness of that, you can see it happening. And you, deep down, you know that this pattern keeps repeating itself and you can't break free is something that, that causes a lot of pain for a lot of people. So in the broader context of unleashing your true potential, it's not just with Ikario, it's not just a case of this is just self-development, we're helping you, um, you know, helping you improve your mind or something vague as well. It's, it's we help you develop real strategies that will help you game, not game the system, but what was, the, what was the phrase you used in the last episode? Work the system. Work the system. Help you work the system. Like dealing with procrastination, becoming, being able to produce content and, or produce work at a really efficient rate helps you master and work the system. Yeah. And in the broader context of Ikario, like procrastination is a problem that can be can be solved and 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm also glad you mentioned that because it is, like you say, it's kind of a destroyer of dreams. It's it's a really tragic thing to be stuck in procrastination. And the longer it goes on, the worse it is. Because like the gap between what would have been possible and what you're experiencing gets wider and wider. And so it's it's a really tragic thing. And this is why we're talking about this. And I also, you know, I want to be very clear, like, yes, you know, you can sign up for this free class. And yes, we'll ask for your email address. And we do sell a course or a class that teaches people these skills and so on. But like the reason we're doing this is because we want to help people empower themselves, like lift themselves out of this kind of suffering. And we have seen this, like we know that this is possible. Right? We know that this happens. We've done this. And it's just such an important, this, this is, I want you to solve this problem because this is problem number one for so many people. There's so much good stuff on the other side of this, you know? <laughs> In a way, I don't want to be talking about procrastination and productivity. I want to be talking about breaking free from the human zoo and becoming a force to be reckoned with. I want to talk about, I want to talk about big things. But we just noticed that our mission includes we have to get you unstuck. We have to get people unstuck from sitting there and dreaming about what they could do and not doing it. And this is why this is why we're doing this. This is why we're talking about procrastination. This is why we make these products and so on. So yeah, it really is something that like we've like we've mentioned in a previous episode, like I would like to do all of this for free. Uh, unfortunately, I can't because you know people have to pay their bills and stuff. Uh, but really, it is something that I I really want to help people break free from this because there's so much good stuff on the other side, and I can't wait to get to it. Mm. But the point is, the reason why we've had to dive into this so quickly, and the reason why we're solving this problem with the focus and action live classes, that. There's so much knowledge out there, but if you, if you don't take action on it, it will make no difference. Zero plus zero does not make one. Mm -hmm. So becoming an implementer, solving procrastination as a problem means that you will be able to actually implement on the stuff you learn rather than just being yet another passive consumer amongst billions. Yeah. Yeah, and actually it's, I would say that, you know, procrastination and being an implementer is your multiplier. And so if your multiplier is zero, then it does not matter what is in front of it. Anything times zero is going to be zero. And this is, this is basically what we're doing with this whole procrastination and implementation thing is we want to get your multiplier to, well, as high as possible, but it has to be above zero. Got to be at least one. I mean, it can be it can be less, just be very ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. But it's got to be above zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is it. Uh, we hope this is helpful. Like we said, um, links to more of this stuff in the show notes. And also, if you have questions about this, if there's anything else that you need help with on this front that we haven't covered yet, then let us know. We are very interested in, in creating whatever we can create to help with this. Uh, because yeah, this is this is step one for breaking free. And we want we want to help people break free. And um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast clips channel, subscribe to our email address, our email list, subscribe to all of the things, hit like, hit the bell. And when we're selling stuff, buy it all. And when, and we, when we sell things, buy it immediately. Yes. Even, we'll even accept tips on top of what we're selling it for. We should, we should have a donate button. We should have a donate button, yeah. 
Yeah. Donate button coming soon. <laughs>